tonight at 6.30, all right? Praise God. Seemed like there was something else I was going to say, and I don't remember what it was, so I guess it wasn't too important. So I'm going to have you to open your Bibles, all right? How many is ready to do that? Let's open our Bibles to the book of 2 Peter. Amen. It seems like, well, I didn't get to preach last week. Our bishop was here with us. And so uh, for the last, uh, before that, for the last few weeks, um, four weeks or so, um, we've been dealing with this passage of Scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1. And we're back there again today. And I'm not quite finished here. Let, let me say it this way. The Holy Spirit is not quite finished here with this passage of Scripture. We are, we are, are talking about and dealing with the subject of adding to your faith. We're dealing with the theme or the subject of growing up in Christ, growing in our walk with the Lord, with spir- about, we're talking about spiritual growth and development. And uh, we, every one of us, need to grow. We all need that spiritual growth and development in the things of God. It's, it's, it's great when we get born again and when we get saved, but you can't just stay in that spot. You have to grow, and you know we 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 think about little children that they're how they grow. And I, a couple of weeks ago, I made reference to that—the growth that we see in our kids. And it's not overnight; it's not just something that happens overnight. But it's it it takes some time. But where there's life, there will be growth, and there has to be growth and development. When you get born again, you're a newborn babe in Christ, and so from that point on, you begin to get close to the Lord. You begin to draw near to Him and grow in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. If a baby is not growing and developing, then there's something wrong. And so, it's the same way in the spiritual realm. We think about little Sadie, you know, how she's growing. You can see her growing and uh, and developing. And uh, she's, uh, I believe she has perfect attendance in church. Praise God. There's a part of a good part for a message right there. Amen. But she's but she's even Sadie, little Sadie's what, two months? Two months today, the 19th, absolutely. Uh, she's two months old today, and she's already been to her first prayer meeting. <laughs> she was at prayer meeting Monday night. Amen. Brother Andy said she'll be filled with the Holy Ghost before she's talking. Praise God. But uh, amen. And, and, and I thought about that this week when I'm, I'm reading the book of Luke and how John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Isn't that right? So it's never too young. You're never too young. Here I am getting off my topic, but you're never too young to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You're never too old to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But let's look at our passage of Scripture here, and I'm just going to read verses 5 through 10. There in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 5, it says, But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence... Add to your faith. Now, there it is. Giving all diligence. In other words, Peter is saying here, give this all you've got. 
This is not something that you do just as an afterthought or something that you do haphazardly. But what he's getting ready to tell us here is something that we must give all diligence to. It's very, very important. It's not something you can take it or leave it. But he said, giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours, and they need to be, let me stress that, they need to be yours. These things that he just mentioned need to be a part of your life. And, and, ex- and you need to be excelling in these things. For if these things are yours and abound and are getting greater and stronger and abounding in your life, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and forgotten that he is that he was cleansed from his old sins. Father, thank you for the reading of your word today. Help me to teach your people to to minister your word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit with your love, with your grace, with your mercy, and open our hearts to receive what the Spirit of God would say to us today in Jesus name. And everybody said amen. And amen. As we know here, Peter's instructing the believers that he is writing to in this letter, which includes us today. These, these admonitions and instructions that Peter is giving here in this epistle are also for every one of us as Christians, and he's instructing them to add to their faith. He's instructing them concerning spiritual growth, and he's telling them, and this is the message that it's to us this morning, how vitally important it is for us to grow and develop spiritually. See, and I've made this statement in this message but in the past few weeks, but I want to continue to keep this before you because we cannot, you cannot afford to grow stagnant in your walk with the Lord. Amen? You cannot come to a place in your development in Christ, in your walk with the Lord, where you hit a plateau. I said this a few weeks ago. You only hit plateaus when you're dieting. Amen? But when it comes to living for God, there is no stopping place. There is no leveling off. There is no plateau. There is no place in your walk with the Lord, in your Christian life, where you stop growing. Because to stop growing means that you're not going forward anymore. And if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And we're either one or the other when it comes to living for the Lord. We're either going forward or we're going backwards. So there's no status quo and there's no neutral ground. I was thinking this morning about the old song that we used to sing. It was an old camp meeting song. Brother Shambach used to do it in his tent revivals back in the 70s and 80s when I attended them. But it's an old song that says, Lord, lift, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane that 
I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. It said, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. How many today would say, that's what I want, Brother Rick. I don't want to be living in the lowlands. I want to be planted on some higher ground with Jesus. And every one of us need to make that commitment to the Lord. Lord, I need more of you. I see where I need to add to my faith every single day of my life. But physical growth, or let me say it this way, spiritual growth, just as physical growth happens a little at a time. There are no just instantaneous breakthroughs where one one day you're you're you know you're and and I do believe growth um, has different stages. I believe in the spiritual realm. There's the babyhood stage, and then you come into a childhood stage and into an adolescent stage, working your way to becoming that perfect man in Jesus Christ. So I don't know what stage. We're all in those different stages, but there's no instantaneous thing, no pill we can take, no magic formula, nothing that will bring us from a babyhood stage or an adolescent stage into that perfect maturity that we need to have. I can't lay hands on you and pray over you and and immediately cause you to grow spiritually. This is something that depends on each and every one of of us individually we have to individually grow in the things of God so there's 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 uh, there's no shortcuts there are no shortcuts to spiritual growth and spiritual maturity it happens day by day it happens little by little as we give diligence and pursue to pursue the Lord and to add to our faith and Peter is giving us some spiritual arithmetic here and telling us that there should be addition to our spiritual life on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Amen. So that's where we're at today. And we we have looked at some of these qualities. And here Peter says, to give all diligence to add to your faith. And the very first thing that he said that we're to add to our faith was virtue, which is moral excellence, which is living a morally pure life. Amen. So we We have to add that to our faith. These are areas of our life, ladies and gentlemen, that we need to be praying about. It would do you good to mark this chapter and these verses in 2 Peter chapter 1 and make them a prayer list. Lord, I've placed my faith in you. Now, Lord, develop that that um, develop that moral excellence and purity in my life and go through each one of them and pray that God would, would, would develop you. That, hey, that's given all diligence to make that calling and election sure. But the second thing that we talked about was knowledge. He said, adding to your faith virtue, And then adding to virtue, knowledge, which is the ability to discern God's will and to orient our life and direct our life in accordance with that will. And do you remember where we said that you find and to know, where you come to know and find the will of God for your life? It's right here, right? It's not not going to some special meeting and have somebody lay hands on you and prophesy over you, this is the will of God for your life. That's That's not the way that 
that you receive direction in your life because you could receive wrong direction that way. But I will tell you this. If you'll seek direction from this book and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes from the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will lead you in line with this book and you'll never, never stray from the will of God. Amen. When we ignore this book and we don't apply the knowledge of God to our life, that's when we begin to get ourselves in trouble. So he said to add to that moral excellence, to add knowledge. Amen. We've got to get into the Word and the Word's got to get into us so we must read the Bible and meditate on the Word on a regular basis. Number three, he said to add to your faith is self-control. This is what we dealt with the week before last. We dealt with self-control. Now, um, I'm not going to go into that, but we, we've spent a whole message on that. See, I, my, my, my desire, my intentions were to cover more than one of these at a time, but it just hasn't worked out that way. And you that have been with me and this church very long know that that's kindly the way that I roll. Amen. I've been trying to do more than one beatitude at a time on Wednesday night. But it's just, we get, we get in one and it just begins to grow. So there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, we've got until the rapture. And then at the rapture, Jesus, will, he'll teach us some more stuff. Amen. Come on. But, but, uh, but nevertheless, we dealt with self-control. How that self-control, self-control means holding oneself in. Actually, self-control is mastering and control over sinful desires and passions. And we talked about how that the believer must be spirit ruled and not body ruled. And that is what self-control is. Self-control that's given to you by the Spirit of God in you is not you being in control yourself of the sinful nature by your own strength and willpower, but self-control is yourself and your fleshly desires being under the control and the the, the, the guidance and the control and the dominion of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. So self-control is very, very important to the walk of a believer. And, you know, you just can't let yourself go. And I know there's, there's those that teach that today. Well, it doesn't matter how you live. It doesn't matter because you're, everybody's just under grace and it's all covered by grace. We are to have control over our, over our uh, passions over our desires. There's a warfare that's going on in every believer. The Spirit is warring against the flesh, speaking of the Holy Spirit, and the flesh or the carnal desires are warring against the Spirit. And I gave you that illustration week before last of that of that uh, Native American, that Indian that said, I got, a, got two dogs fighting in me. Remember that? He said, there's a, there's, a, there's a good dog in me that wants to do good, but then there's bad dog in me that wants to do bad. And they fight against each other all the time. And somebody asked him, said, which one of those dogs wins that fight? And he said, the one that I say sick them to. Hallelujah. Well, we've got to say Holy Ghost, sick them. In, in other words, Holy Spirit, give me control over my desires, over, my, over the, the desires of the flesh and the desires of my own will and be submitted to the Spirit of God. Come on, can you say amen? 
So that's very important in our lives, that we are yielded to the Holy Spirit. And so today we want to deal with this next one. He says, add to your faith virtue to virtue, knowledge to knowledge, self-control. And I love this one. And add to self-control perseverance. Verse number 6, that second part, add to self-control perseverance. In other words, are in other words, endurance. One translation, the ESV translates that word steadfastness. The New Living Translation translates it patient endurance, but it is the Greek word hupomone, which means it's two words which mean under and to remain. And what perseverance is, is the ability to continue to bear up under difficult circumstances, to remain steadfast in the faith in times of trial and temptation. It means constancy and it means staying power. I like that. That's the definition of that Greek word. According to the dictionary, the dictionary definition for perseverance is a steady persistence in a course of action, a purpose, or a state, especially. Now notice this. Perseverance is is so important. It's, it's It's that persistence, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, and discouragement. So both of those definitions give pretty much the same thing. It's remaining true. It's remaining secure, steadfast. When we're facing times of difficulty, when we're going through times of trial, when we're in circumstances that are not favorable to our situation or our life, we continue to persevere and to stand our ground and to remain steadfast in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you a quote today. This this is a quote from a famous person and he said this he said I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career I've lost almost 300 games 26 times I've been trusted to take the the game winning shot and I missed I failed over and over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed some of you probably know who said that but if you don't this was a quote by Michael Jordan that describes that he never gave up what an example he was of perseverance you see when Michael Jordan and most every Everybody's familiar with what a great basketball player, probably, in my opinion, the best uh, basketball player that ever put on a pair of Air Jordans. Amen. But uh, uh, what a great basketball player. But when Michael Jordan was in his sophomore year in high school, he tried out for the varsity basketball team, and he was rejected because his coach said that he was just too short. He was extremely disappointed because of that, but he accepted the rejection as a challenge and Jordan proceeded to improve his technique and his playing style to overcome what he lacked Michael Jordan was not a starter on the varsity team but this didn't stop him and here's what Michael Jordan said later on he said this and this was his philosophy in life he said if you run into a wall don't turn around and give up figure out how to climb it figure out how to go through it or figure 
figure out how to work around it. Praise God. Don't let it stop you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what perseverance is. When obstacles come against us and problems stand in our way that we have made up our mind and we've got a, a staying power that comes from the Holy Spirit that we will not quit. Come on, somebody. Am I looking at some people today who are who are not quitters, amen, who are not going to give up? I know there's been a lot of people along the way, Christians that have given up in their race, that have fallen by the wayside, but you have got to add something today to your faith, and that is a perseverance that I will not quit. I will not give up, that no matter what I have to face in life or what I have to go through, I'm going to find a way over it, around it, or through it by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and help from the Holy Ghost. And somebody needs to give the Lord a praise right here. Come on, amen. Woo, hallelujah. That is what every one of us need is a perseverance that says, I will not quit. Because I'm going to tell you something today. Let me tell you something that you already know, but remind you of the fact that various trials and troubles and temptations come to all believers. You're not exempt. Not one of us is exempt from any problems or temptations or trials. Everyone gets tested. Everyone gets tempted. Every Christian goes through times of testing. Are you still with me? Jesus himself said, and listen, Jesus himself said, in the world, how many knows we're, we're still here? In the world, he said, you will have, you shall have tribulation. That's the reason we have to add perseverance. There are those that have taught that you can get your faith developed to a level where you'll never have any more trouble. One lady came in a prayer line to a, in a revival one time to an evangelist. And um, she was there weeping. And, 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 and she came up to him and, and he said, Sister, what can I pray with you about? And she said, I want you to pray for me that I'll never have any more trouble with the devil. And he said, well, do you want me to pray then that you'll die and go to heaven? Well, no, I'm not ready to die yet. And he said, let me tell you something. That's the only way that you're not ever going to have any more trouble with the devil because is to go to heaven and be with the Lord. As long as you are in this world, Jesus said, you shall have tribulation. Paul told Timothy, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Come on, amen? So that's the reason we need we need to have and to add perseverance to our life. Somebody said, well, you know, perseverance, that means I just sit back and just relax and just accept whatever comes my way and I just put up with the trials and the tests that come my way and I just will sit there and deal with it and I'll, I'll just, you know, get that poor old me attitude and why does this always happen to me and I'll sing that old hymn, Goom, to 
despair and agony on me. Amen. No, that's not what perseverance is. Come on. Perseverance is not the spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that just sits back and puts up with trials and taking whatever comes our way. But perseverance that the Bible talks about, that we are to have, that comes to us by the Holy Spirit. That perseverance is the spirit that stands up in faith and faces the trials of life and conquers them and overcomes them. See, not only did Jesus say in the world you shall have tribulation, but he finished that quote by saying, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. I'm talking today about a Savior that lives in me and lives in you that has already dealt with the devil and already overcome the world and praise God greater is he that is in you and he that is in us than he that is in the world. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Perseverance puts on the armor of God and stands against the wiles of the enemy. Perseverance that God has given us takes the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and faces every opposition of Satan and declares it is written. How many knows you got a weapon today? Huh? This is your weapon today. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. This is our sword. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces even to the dividing of soul and spirit and joints and marl the bone. This is the weapon that Jesus used in the wilderness. And as our example, you and I can take the sword of the Spirit, praise God, and open overcome the powers of darkness and stand upon the Word of God through every trial and difficulty and situation that we may go through in this life. We can overcome. God, add your perseverance to our faith today. Amen. Woo, you need to make up your mind today by the help and grace of God. I will not quit. I will not give in no matter what the enemy brings our way. Paul, the apostle, bragged on the church at Thessalonica and those believers and those Christians there at Thessalonica. In, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 4, Paul said to them, he said, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God. Now, he's bragging on this church, you know, at Thessalonica. He's bragging on these believers at Thessalonica to all the other churches that he's going to. Paul is saying to them, you know what y'all need? You need to be like that church at Thessalonica. You need to be like those believers over there. And he was bragging on them, and he said that he, he boasted of them for your patience and faith in all all your persecution and tribulations that you endure. 
Amen. So the word patience there that he used in all your patience is that Greek word, hupomone, which is the same word translated perseverance. But he said, in all the persecutions and tribulation you endure. In other words, they were standing strong in their tribulation, and they went through a lot. As a matter of fact, that church at Thessalonica even thought that the rapture had taken place and that they were going through the tribulation period. Somebody had prophesied and somebody had wrote a letter and forged Paul's name to that letter saying that they at that very moment at that time were in the tribulation period. And so Paul wrote to them, 2 Thessalonians and told them, he said don't let, you, don't let yourself be, um, be, be, be troubled because of what you've heard because you're not in the great tribulation. Listen, we here in America have not experienced anything what these early church believers in that early church went through as their persecution and their tribulation. But I'm telling you, they had a perseverance that would not stop. And Paul boasted of that. My Lord, may it be said of us that the Lord could boast about us because we've added to our faith a perseverance that will not quit. A, 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 a steadfastness that will not stop and will not give up regardless of what the enemy brings our way. Amen? Job was one. Man, you know, he went through so much. And we, we know the story of Job. He endured the attacks of Satan and was blessed by God. In James chapter 5 and verse 11, James says this, he says, indeed, we count them blessed, or the King James says happy, but I like that we kept the count them blessed or happy who endure. We've been talking about that word blessed on Wednesday nights in our teaching on the Beatitudes, but he said we count them blessed who do what? Endure. So there's going to be something that you're going to have to endure. Living for Jesus is not going to be uh, a bed of roses always floating through life on those flowery beds of ease and never having any problems to deal with. But he said, we count them happy, are blessed to endure. And he said, you've heard of the perseverance of Job and you have seen the end intended by the Lord. Job went through a terrible time of trial. He went through a terrible time when he lost absolutely everything that he had. He lost his children. He lost all of his wealth. He lost his health. Satan attacked him in every area of his life. Took away all that he had. Listen, in one day Job went from being the wealthiest man on the earth and the most blessed man on the earth to having absolutely nothing to being depleted of everything none of us have went through that had to go through that he even lost his ten children his wife turned against him but I'm telling you here was a man that James said that praise God we can count them happy that endure because Job persevered God turned his situation around 
ground. I'm going to tell you something today, Abundant Life Family Church. When we stand our ground and we persevere by the help of the Lord Jesus Christ and we come through the trials of life, God has got something better waiting for us at the end of that trial. You may not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm here to tell you today that if you will stand faithful and true to the Lord Jesus Christ and continue to live for Him, no matter what comes or goes, hallelujah, you will see the hand of God and the blessing of God on your life. Amen. When you endure, when you endure. Amen. God healed Job. God gave him back twice as much as he had to begin with. That's a pretty good deal. He got double for his trouble. Amen. I I take that deal all day long. But we have got to endure the trials of life. James, in that first chapter of James... Verses 2 and 3 said, Consider it all joy. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing, knowing that the testing of your faith, how many of y'all know today? How many's got faith? You got faith? You got faith, yeah. If you're saved, you got faith. Amen? But knowing that the testing of your faith, if you have faith, and I think everybody acknowledged today you've got faith, your faith is going to be tested. Oh, Brother Ricky, I don't know. I don't want anything to do with them testings. I don't want a guy. I don't want, listen, you, you'll never... You'll never be promoted to the next level until you pass the test. i got two teachers sitting right here on the front row. Is that right? You've got to pass the test. And you know what? If you don't pass the test, you got to take it over. So it's just better off to just go on and take it and pass it. But you, as a believer, we as believers... Our faith will be tested. And he said, you will encounter various trials. And the testing of your faith will produce something. It will produce patience or endurance. There's that word, endurance, perseverance. That, and then he said, let patience have her perfect work. Or let this endurance have its perfect work. That you may be perfect or mature and entire, wanting nothing. Now, let me tell you something. Things happen in our life that are totally unexplainable. Now, I know that <clears throat> that's a great revelation, isn't it? But that's the truth. We experience things that we don't have answers for. We go through things that we don't understand. We, all of us, have at one time or another probably asked the question, Lord, why? Hmm? We all have. We don't understand everything that happens. But you know what? And, and we seem to get the idea that I have to understand everything. You don't. 
There's only one thing you need to understand, and that's this right here. Only thing you need to understand is that you need to trust God. Come on, amen. And I, I don't understand everything that happens. I don't understand why. I don't understand why things have happened in our life, things that we've went through that we don't understand. But we have got to add to our faith that perseverance, that endurance. See, we can't give up. And listen to this. Don't give up. I heard this a couple of weeks ago, and this ministered to me. Because, because these folks were talking about things that had happened in their life that they didn't understand. And I know a lot of people have quit serving the Lord at times. And there's always that temptation. When you're going through times of trying, when your faith is being tried, true, genuine faith will stand the test. But in their times, in that trying of your faith, that the enemy comes, you know, and he says, well, where's God now? Why don't God do something for you now? How come God don't answer your prayer now? Well, you just, well, you're serving God for naught. That's exactly what Satan said to God about Job. Well, if you take away everything he's got, he'll curse you to your face. If you take away his health, he'll quit serving you. But you know what? Oh, hallelujah. God proved the devil to be a great big fat liar. Come on, somebody. Because Job did not. He had some difficulties. He, he said some things and, and made some statements in that book of Job that were not accurate and not correct. But I can tell you what he did do. Glory to God. When he went through all of that, he fell down on his face before the Lord when everything that he had was gone and he said blessed be the name of the Lord the Bible said he worshipped him He listen he may be able the enemy may be able to take away your stuff he may come in and take away some things from you but don't ever let him take away your praise don't ever let him take away your worship don't ever let him take away your faith stand strong in faith and persevere no matter what comes your way or what you have to endure. Come on, amen? But I heard this, and they were talking about things we don't understand. And the statement was made, don't give up what you know for what you don't know. And here's what I know right here. And I'm not willing to give up what I know for what I don't know and for what I don't understand. Amen? I don't understand why. I'll tell you right now. I don't understand why we, and back in 1978, had a, had a baby born that spent nine months, premature baby, spent nine months in the NIC unit at St. Louis Children's. We were living in Cape, drove up there almost every weekend. That was the only time we got to see her. And had promises. I mean, we were praying. We were, we were trusting the Lord. Had encouraging reports from the medical staff and the nurses up there that she'd be doing better, that she would, they would tell us, you know, where she'll be home by Thanksgiving. And then we, she'll be home by Christmas. But it didn't happen. One day we got the phone call that said, well, it, it was kind of a cold call. It was just... Is this Rick Hensley? Yes, it is. Well, we just uh, want to, need to uh, are sorry to inform you that unfortunately Heather died today. Just boom like that. And then I had to be the one to tell Vicki when she got home. Hardest thing I ever had to do. Do I understand that? No, I don't understand. But I'm not going to give up what I do know. 
for something I don't know. Are you hearing me? And there's one thing I do know is this, that that little baby went to heaven and that she's grown up up there now and that one of these days when that trumpet of God sounds, I'm going to wrap her up in my arms and we're going to embrace and spend eternity together. Come on, amen. I do know that and I ain't giving up on that glory to God. I'm like David when David, that baby that David, uh, that Bathsheba had and uh, the baby died and David had prayed and David had sought the Lord but the baby died and then, you know, he quit fasting. He got up, he washed his face, he went to eat and they said, how come you fasted all this time while the baby was still alive and now that it's dead you quit fasting? He said, well, I can tell you one thing. I can't bring him back to me but I can go to him. Oh, hallelujah, I'm telling you, I ain't giving that up for something I don't understand. I don't understand why in November of 97, the last Sunday of the month of November in 97, that in the middle of the night we got a telephone call saying that our 16-year-old daughter had been in an automobile accident and they had airlifted her to St. Louis to, to, uh, to the hospital there, to Barnes Hospital. I don't understand why that she had a brain injury why she died but I do know this I don't understand that but I do know that that summer prior to that she had went to youth camp and she had gotten saved and she got filled with the Holy Ghost and she was working in the youth group at at church and bringing kids to church and witnessing everywhere she went do I understand why that happened no I don't but I can tell you this God put some perseverance down on the inside of my heart that I'm not giving up what I do know for something that I don't know and I'm adding to my faith perseverance, endurance I will continue to serve the Lord by His grace can you give Him praise Woo! hallelujah amen don't let Him steal your praise man We had people calling us, come to this grief. What were they called? Yeah. Where you sit around with other parents and cry. Grief counseling. Grief, well, it was grouped together. You know what we told them? We don't need that. What? They thought we was a little weird. We don't need that. And Vicki told the one lady, she said, we know where our daughter's at. You know, if you lose something, you don't know where it's at. But we know where she's at. So she's not lost. Is anybody with me today? Woo, she's in a much better place. And you know what? Why did it happen? I don't know. I still don't know, don't understand. But I can tell you this much. I know some people would want to debate this with me, but I'm not in the debating mood. I'm just going to tell you, God Almighty knows the future. He knows the end. Then He knows the end from the beginning. And I can tell you this right now, that I've got a peace in my heart knowing that our daughter is in heaven with Jesus. She's there with our grandparents, with our parents, with the rest of our family. I don't know what the future may have held, what the future may have held, because some of her friends later on as they got older had died from drug overdoses. Would I 
our daughter have done that? I don't know. But I do know one thing, that she's safe in the arms of Jesus, and there isn't, never was any danger of that happening to her. Do I understand? No, I don't understand. But I've learned one thing. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. I'm here to tell you today what we need to be adding to our faith is some perseverance, some staying power, some endurance. Oh, hallelujah. I do know, even though I don't understand all things, I do know this, that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. I do know, hallelujah, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. I told Brother Terry, I said, good to see you today. He said, still kicking. It's not as high. Keep on praying. Keep on praising. Keep on worshiping. In all of your trials and tribulation and persecution and temptation, when all hell breaks loose around you, bless the Lord at all times. Praise the Lord anyhow. Use the sword of the Spirit. The devil can't handle that. If you will just, well, i got to bind and loose and rebuke and rebuke. You know what I'd rather do than bind and loose all the time? I'll tell you something that will run the devil off that he can't stand. is when he's oppressing and attacking you that you'll just begin to worship the Lord. And you'll give God some praise. And you'll do like we've sang here this morning. Worthy is the Lamb. Great is the Lord. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. And you'll put on that garment of praise and get rid of that spirit of heaviness. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Let your mouth be filled with His praise and His honor all the day. This honor has all His saints. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You may start off in a blaze of glory but that's not enough. You must Persevere and endure to the end in spite of the difficulties in life. Worship team, you can begin to make your way back. I'm going to read you a poem in closing today. You've heard this before. I may have used it before. But it says, Two frogs fell into a deep cream bowl. One of the frogs was an optimistic soul. But the other took the gloomy view. We'll drown, he lamented without much ado. And with a last despairing cry, he flung up his legs and said goodbye. But said the other frog with a steadfast grin, I can't get out. But I won't give in. I'll just swim around till my strength is spent. And then I'll die the more content. 
Bravely, he swam to work his scheme, and his struggles began to churn the cream. The more he swam his legs aflutter, the more the cream turned into butter. On top of the butter at last he stopped, and out of the bowl he joyfully hopped. What is the moral? It's easily found. If you can't hop out, just keep swimming around. Come on, amen. I think that gift sums up our perseverance, amen. If you can't jump out, just keep swimming around. Brother Terry, just keep on kicking. No matter how high you're kicking, amen. Just keep on kicking. Because there's going to be, God's going to make a place, a way of escape that you'll be able to endure and He will bring you through and He will bring you out and there is victory to all of those who will keep their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ and persevere to the end. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance, endurance, steadfastness, Don't give up. Because if you won't quit, God won't quit. Amen? Let's stand this morning.